Oh, thank you, Father. It's a joy to have you here today. It's a joy that you've chosen to worship with us this morning, and we're happy that you're here. In Acts chapter 2, um, uh, we're going to start reading in uh, verse, verse uh, 29, verse 29. We're, uh, we're going to read a portion of the first sermon. The first sermon that was preached after the day of Pentecost by the church. And uh, it's, it's not the first sermon in the Bible, but it's the first sermon by the church. Um, as the church was birthed in, in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit fell on all of those that believed. And so I want to read a portion of this that, that has to do with, uh, with the resurrection. Thank you, Lord. Um, uh, in fact, uh, verse... Okay, verse 29, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. And I, I want to pause right there, because what Paul, or what Peter is saying right now is this, David died and was buried. And I want to tell you this morning that whatever religion that people are a part of, you can go to their graves and you can find them dead and buried. There's a religion that's, that's in fact, it's, it's in America, it's all over the world, it's mostly in, in Asia, and uh, it's called Buddhism. And there was a real Buddha. But Buddha died and was buried. And all they have left is the words that Buddha spoke. And there, a little bit later on, uh, a couple centuries ago, there was a man named Muhammad. And Muhammad started a religion called Islam. Anybody ever heard of that? But I want to tell you that Muhammad died. And he is buried. And you can go to his grave. And all you have now are the words that Muhammad spoke. And even so, our forefathers, David being one of them, died and was buried. And you can go to his tomb. But being a prophet... And knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne, he, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Jesus, that his soul was not left in Hades or Sheol, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up of which we are witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For David did not ascend to the heavens, but he says of himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Praise God. And the power of the gospel 
is not that Jesus once lived the earth and spoke some wonderful things and did some wonderful deeds, which he did, praise God, but the power of the gospel is that Jesus conquered death in the grave. He came up out of the tomb, hallelujah, and he is seated right now at the, at the right hand of God, and every enemy is under his feet. Praise the Lord. Jesus is alive forevermore. He came up out of the tomb. And just as Peter was saying, hey, we're witnesses of this fact. We're witnesses of this fact that Jesus is alive. I want to tell you this morning, there's a whole lot of people here that are witnesses of the fact that Jesus is still alive today. Praise God. Praise God. The resurrected Savior, he came up out of the grave. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I want to I want to go to some portions of scripture that share stories about uh, what happened when Jesus came out of the grave. And what did he do? And for 40 days, I'm talking about the time from he came up out of the tomb to the ascension. There was 40 days that he appeared to people before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And I want to talk about what the resurrected Savior can do this morning. Praise the Lord. I feel the anointing today. And so I, I want you to, to go with me quickly to John chapter 20, and we're going to look at verse uh, 24 this morning, uh, because I, I believe this, that the resurrected Christ meets each one of us right where we are. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus meets you where you are. The resurrected Christ meets people right where they are. Now, we're going to read here this morning about the disciple Thomas, but I want you to know that we, we read uh, in breakfast tables this morning, we read in the Gospel of Luke, and Thomas gets a bad rap for his unbelief, but I want to tell you that all the disciples had unbelief. They weren't convinced right away that Jesus was raised from the dead. And so if you are not convinced right away that Jesus was raised from the dead, you have good company. The 11, they didn't believe it either. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? But here, Thomas gets picked on. And so we're going to read about Thomas. Now, Thomas, called the twin, one of the 12, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we've seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. Any stubborn people out there who refuse? I saw, I saw some people do this. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't want to raise their hand all the way. <laughs> Jesus meets you right where you are. I want to tell you this is good news for you. This is good news for you. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. This is eight days after he spoke this. It didn't happen right away. It didn't happen in an instant. It happened after eight days. His disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. 
And Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Shalom. And then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. <laughs> Do you think that Jesus heard Thomas's doubt? Do you think that Jesus listened to where Thomas was at? He said those very words. I want to put my hands in his side. I want to put my fingers in his hands. And when Jesus showed up, he looked at Thomas. He said, Thomas, come here. Put your hands in my, in, in, in my hands. Put your, put your, touch my side right now. Feel the scar right here. Feel it. Feel it. He said it to Thomas because he knew right where Thomas was at. Hallelujah. I want you to know this morning that God knows right where you are. It is not wrong to have questions about your faith. It is not wrong to have questions about uh, whether the scriptures are true or not. It is not wrong. It is fact, in fact normal. It, if you have questions, Jesus wants to answer your questions. And I want to challenge you this morning to ask those questions and to seek them out. And to say, Lord, will you answer my questions? If you're, in fact, uh, some of you this morning, you've prayed, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. That's a bold prayer to pray. And how many of you believe that Jesus is big enough to answer that prayer? And if you pray with a sincere heart, Lord, if you're real, show me in 2022 to my heart in my life. And I believe that God is big enough to do that, to reveal himself to you. And Thomas put his hand in his side, and he felt the prince in his hands. And he said, Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. Why? Because Jesus meets people right where they are. If you're praying for somebody to come to Christ, don't give up because they say no right away. Don't give up because they have questions that they are looking for, answers to. Jesus doesn't give up on people. He keeps coming after them. He keeps coming after them. He keeps coming after them. He lights up shadows. Hallelujah. He climbs mountains. He kicks down walls. He makes the way straight for, for men to come to Christ, for men to find him. He keeps coming after them. You're here this morning not by chance. You're here because God has drawn you here. You might have come kicking and screaming because mom and dad made you come. But I'm telling you, you're here by the will of God. He loves you. He wants you. He is after your heart. Oh, praise God. Jesus meets people right where they are. The resurrected Christ met Thomas right where he was, and he will meet you right where you are. Hallelujah.
I thank God for that. I thank God for that. You know what that means you can be? That means you can be genuine. Genuine. Even as a believer. People ask me questions I don't know the answers to sometimes. You know what I say? I don't know. And then I try to find out, but sometimes I still don't know. One of you asked me a question a couple of weeks ago. I did not know the answer to it. I don't know. Those are three great words to ask, but then to turn to the Lord and say, God, will you teach me? Will you teach me? Because God is great at teaching. And the next verse I want us to turn to, I'm not going to spend long here, but I want to tell you that the resurrected Christ will open your heart to truth. And it's just one verse in the Gospel of Luke, in Luke chapter 24 and verse 45. And you can read the entire account that surrounds it. We read it this morning in breakfast tables. But I want to read this verse to you because this is what God does. Hallelujah. The disciples, they did not know what was happening. They, they could not understand. But look at verse 45. Look what happens. Look what Jesus did. He's, it says, and Jesus opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Jesus, the resurrected Christ, will teach you the truth that you need. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. You say, well, I don't understand. I, I need help. I don't, I don't know all the answers. I don't know the direction. The resurrected Christ opens people's hearts and minds and speaks to them the truth. Hallelujah. And so if you're open, if you'll say, Jesus, if you're real, speak to me. I'm wide open. I want to tell you that he will transform and he will speak truth to your heart. Now, there's a couple of things that you have to get over. You have to get over your hard-headedness. Said the hard-headed one. <laughs> we have to get over our hard-headedness. Come on. We have to get over our stubbornness. That's me. Jesus, open up my heart to you. The resurrected Christ will show you. And the third thing this morning that the resurrected Christ will do is the resurrected Christ will restore you when you have failed. And I want to read a verse from John chapter 21. I want to read verse 15. John 21, 15. Thank you, Lord. John 21, verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to Peter, feed my lambs. I'm not going to take the time this morning to preach this whole story. But three times Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And why did he ask him if he loved him three times? Because three times Peter had denied 
Christ. This is Peter, the one that walked on water. This is Peter, the one that saw miracles happen. In fact, Jesus had sent Peter out, and even the demons submitted to Peter. This is Peter, the, the one that declared Jesus to be the Christ. And, and Jesus in Matthew 16 said, Peter, the confession that you've made, I'm going to build my church on that confession. This is Peter. He's the cornerstone apostle. And he's the one that, when Jesus said, I tell you the truth, all of you are going to flee from me on this night. This was, this was just a couple of nights ago on Thursday. And Peter stood up and said, even if everybody else denies you, Jesus, I will never deny you. Strengthen Peter. He's a rock. He's a rock. But Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, before the rooster crows three times, you are going to deny me. He had failed. That third time when he said, I tell you the truth, I do not know the man. He looked across the way, and there was the suffering Jesus looking right at Peter. Peter fled in anguish because he had failed. I want to tell you that even the resurrection, even the knowledge of the resurrection did not put the pieces of Peter's heart back together again. But here's what the resurrected Savior does. He comes to where broken people are and he puts their pieces back together. He did not cast Peter to the side. He did not cast Peter out of the way. He did not reject Peter. He did not, he did not uh, uh, say, Peter, you're not on the team anymore because you failed. How many of us wouldn't be on the team if Jesus did that? Isn't that the truth? But he came to where Peter was, and he picked up Peter's pieces. Peter, do you love me? And what he's doing in this moment is he's restoring his, he's restoring his faith in Peter and he's restoring Peter's belief that God can do something in my life again. God has chosen me. He's not cast me aside because I failed. And I want to tell you that the resurrected Jesus does not cast you aside because you have failed. He invites you near. He invites you in. He chooses you. Man casts people aside. You're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. You're not young enough. You're not old enough. Jesus draws people near. Hallelujah. The resurrected Savior restores hearts. He restores lives. Looking at people around the room right now, 
You know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing restored hearts and lives. Friends, sin will chew you up. It will take you places that you do not want to go. It will cause you to do things that you do not want to do. It will own you. It will take you down a road that you feel like there is no return from. It's the work of the enemy to steal in your life and to kill and destroy. And ultimately, see, Satan's power is limited. But he has power. His power is limited because if he had ultimate power, guess what he would do? He would just wipe you all out. He would just, he would just kill you all before you knew Christ. But he can't do that. He, doesn't, he has limited power. And so what does he do? He just lies to you. He speaks to you. He, 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 you know, he entices you. He, he drags you down the wrong path. He's sowing seeds of doubt and fear and, and all those things. That's the author of darkness. The whole reason Jesus came was to destroy the works of darkness. The whole reason he had to go to the cross was to gain victory over the darkness. And rising again from the dead proved his victory over the darkness. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And so what, what God does is when you, when you get to the place in, that, in, in your darkness where you say, you know what, I realize I need a Savior. He's right there. But sin will take you further than you want to go. It will encapture you. It will own you, and it will keep you from the light. So that's the work of the enemy, is to keep you from knowing Christ, to keep you from discovering that there really is salvation in him. And then, you know, once you have found salvation in him, you know what the enemy does? He nitpicks at you, and he nitpicks at you to try to get you, as a Christian, to quit believing and to turn away from the Lord. He's constantly, he's constantly warring and warring, trying to separate men from God. But I want to tell you that Jesus is bigger than any work of darkness. He's the light of the world. And he is here this morning to touch your life. And I want to tell you that the resurrected Jesus, he's still alive today. He meets people where they are in 2022. It wasn't just 2,000 years ago, but he meets people where they are right now. I want to thank God for that. I want to thank God as a teenager, 13 years old, he saved my soul. And he can touch you right now where you are this morning. In Jesus' name, let's, let's pray this morning. I'm ask Alexandra to come. Thank you, Father. We bless your name, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. 
this beautiful Easter morning. We just thank you, Father, for friends and family here today that are worshiping with us that aren't normally here. And uh, Lord, we thank you for, for guests here today. We thank, you, we thank you for the gathering that is in this place this morning. And I want to thank you, Jesus, that you love every single person that is in this room right now. And we give you thanks and we give you praise for that love. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to thank you that the resurrected Jesus, I want to thank you that the resurrected Jesus still still touches people's hearts. He still meets people right where they are. I want to thank you, Lord, that the resurrected Jesus opens up our hearts to truth. And I want to thank you, Lord, that the resurrected Jesus restores lives. He touches people right where they are. We give you praise for that right now. In Jesus' name. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, my God. My God. My God. We bless your name. We bless your name. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. If you're here this morning... And you say, you know what? I need a miracle in my life. I need Jesus to touch me. I need the resurrected Savior to work in me. And there's something in me t- this morning that God is speaking to me that I know that if I'll just respond to him, he'll meet me where I'm at. And if that's you this morning, I, I just, just before the Lord, I just want you, as, as people are praying this morning, just lift up your hand until I, until I acknowledge it. And, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pray for you this morning. Anybody at all, just say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? You're believing God. You're believing God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just lift these up to you right now in Jesus' name. And church, can we just pray right now for these that have lifted up their hands before the Lord? There might be several I missed this morning as well. Father, we just lift these up before you right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for your compassion for us and your love for us. And we just ask right now that you will release your touch around this room in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you that you come after us when we're not even thinking about you. I pray that you will break through to each one right now. Break through, I pray, in Jesus' name. Break through to where they are. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.